0: everyone welcome back to our podcast we are ever since 2012 a harry styles fangirl pop culture podcasts we are your hosts i'm gianna i'm melanie and today we are back with a very 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 special guest introduce yourself hi i'm maya maya is from the blueprint stan experience and we are so so excited to have you on our podcast today doing our second interview ever yay yay <laughs> Thank you for having
1: me. I'm very excited of to course. be here. You are officially our 50th episode.
0: Yes. That's exciting. Yes. Wow, that is so cool. I feel so special. Yay! <laughs> I actually totally forgot about that. I forgot we hit 50 already. No, I
1: literally just remembered. I was like, there was something I wanted to say.
0: <laughs> Let's just start it. Um, if you want to introduce a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do career-wise, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, fill everyone in.
2: Yeah, Um, well, I live in LA, but I'm originally from Seattle, which is where I grew up. And then I moved here about five and a half years ago, I think. I'm bad at math. That, yeah, like five and a half years ago, um, I currently run my own company. I just started it in February. It's called the Blueprint Stand Experience. Essentially, it is a company focused on giving fans everything that they need And just rewarding fans for being fans. I mean, I I grew up loving music and being a huge fangirl. And then I started working in the music industry. And I realized that there was this huge um, gap in terms of who was taking care of the fans. And so that is what I'm trying to do.
1: You guys are doing such a great job at it, too. I see you guys. Oh, yeah. I love what you're doing.
2: (laughs) Thank you. I mean, it's still like, you know, obviously a startup right now and... I have so many like really big goals but we're getting there.
1: (laughs) You mentioned that you started working in the music industry. How did you first enter into the music industry?
2: Yeah um kind of a cool story. Basically I was a fan of a band and I really wanted to work for this band and I was like huh how do I how do I make this happen? So I kind of just started going to like all of their shows like as many as i possibly could i started doing like all these promotional fan projects we did like this worldwide promo video for their first album and i just sort of started to build like a relationship with their whole team and um that meant i got to know the people who did you know their social media and marketing and it kind of happened naturally where I learned about this company. They saw what I was doing as a fan. Eventually, they ended up offering me an internship. And through the internship, they then offered me a full-time job. I started working in PR there, which I didn't even know. I'm going to be honest. I had no idea what publicity was. I was going to school for social work. I was not going to school for anything music industry related. Um, And I was going to school for social work. Before I even had my degree, they offered me the full-time job. Um, in their publicity department. And I had to like Google, I was like, what is publicity? Like, what would I be doing? So I got this job, I had no idea what, like what I was doing. And I kind of just learned as I went along. And then eventually we realized that I would definitely be more fit in the digital marketing role. So at the end of, I guess, kind of a year of publicity, switched over to digital marketing, Loved that so much more um, and spent about two years. I'm doing digital marketing with CrowdServe, which led me to actually work with the band that I had originally wanted to work for. So it's kind of like a full circle moment. But
0: yeah. (laughs) Manifesting at the finest, I I guess. Yeah, that's really cool. um, I really resonate with your story because I, obviously I'm I'm a fangirl and I love all things music and bands and artists and the music industry, but I'm going to school for health sciences so okay. it like kind of doesn't the fields don't align if that makes sense yeah. but I'm so passionate about the music industry and like everything like that I listening to your story I was like wait I can I can relate in a way Yeah, oh,
2: I love it I yeah. feel it's weird like when I talk to people a lot of people relate to it like they're like oh yeah I didn't realize till halfway through school or like I got my degree in this but then wanted to work in the music industry. And right. I feel like it happens a lot. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like for someone like
0: me, I come from a smaller town in a smaller state sandwiched in between big states with big cities and whatever. I'm from Connecticut. So okay. it's a harder in a sense to kind of branch out into the music industry. If you're not like directly in a big city, I feel like, but not impossible. I mean, mm-hmm. look at us smell. Look at yeah.
1: us. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, me and Maya talked a little bit about this when we first talked, um, I don't what in February.
2: Wow. Yeah. I think it was like right when I first publicly launched the blue Yeah. But I,
1: we talked about how I was like a nursing major. Um, mm-hmm. yes. and then now I'm in the music industry. I actually landed an internship and like, you know, like you said, I'm like always Googling searching and I'm like, what does this mean? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, but no, you get the hang of it. And I feel like you really learn a lot of the skills on the job, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool.
2: Um, I will say no one knows what they're doing. It doesn't matter how long they've been doing what they're doing. I don't care how high up they are. Everyone is just like pretending they know what they're doing. Yeah. And whoever is like the best at faking it is the people that are like the most successful. <laughs> Fake that's it what make I learned. A hundred percent. That's yeah. the motto.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's literally it's, so um, true. It's actually pretty funny because I'm thinking back to Harry Ween now. And I just remember having a conversation with Melanie, Melanie um, in the elevator. And she's like, I don't think I want to go for nursing anymore. And it was literally like, I don't know, Harry Ween magic, I guess. Yeah, I love it.
1: Because we had been going to a couple of Harry concerts before that. It was, I think, three or four. A couple.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was like, ooh, I don't know about nursing. And then literally I got back home from Harry Ween and I was like, no, I'm not doing nursing. (laughs) (laughs) But,
2: you know, I love that. I feel like everyone kind of has that moment, you know, at a show or something where you're like, I can't do anything else.
0: Mm -hmm. No, No, I love I love the fake it till you make it because it's so true. Mm -hmm. It's so true. Um, The next question is, what was your
2: previous role? Like before the blueprint? yeah <laughs> or okay um i was an account manager at crowdsurf and i i mean i loved it i got to do some really cool digital marketing activations for a lot of really cool artists um i loved the people that i worked with again i got to work with the band that i had originally wanted to work with um and it taught me so much but it also taught me that social media was not my dream job <laughs>
1: Um, could you talk a little bit about what CrowdSurf is? Just yeah, they reasons. are
2: um, a digital marketing agency. They also um, have a ton of management clients as well. But essentially, they do, you know, all social media strategies. So everything that you see um, on social media for an artist, CrowdSurf probably had something to do with it if it's an artist that they work with. Um, You know, as simple as making content calendars for artists and, you know, helping them figure out what they're posting. TikTok strategy is huge right now, right? Because TikTok has become a really huge um, platform within the music industry. And then also, like, coming up with, like, fan activations or fun ways to roll out a song um, and get people excited about the music. So it's kind of a wide range of things, but everything online kind of is involved in some way yeah that's pretty cool yeah it seems like a lot of those
1: skills you would apply to uh the blueprint stand experience that's pretty cool yeah absolutely yeah pretty cool you got to go through that um so when you went from CrowdSurf to the blueprint stand experience what was like the scariest or hardy like hardest part in beginning like your career and like being your own boss
2: I mean just trusting myself and like you know, taking that leap of faith that, okay, I'm not making any money right now. Like, I just have to fully trust myself and believe in what I'm doing to know that it's going to work out eventually. Um, You know, I don't have anyone telling me what to do. Like, I am making all the decisions. I'm utilizing all the skills that I've learned. And I just have to trust that I, like, can fake it till I make it type thing. You know, I'm going back to that. So that was definitely, I mean, it was scary, right? Like I was comfortable in a job I knew how to do. um, And so taking that kind of leap of faith to something that like is super unknown. I don't know. It was scary. It's still scary. (laughs) Yeah. I
0: feel like that's the best part of work is like when you just go into it blindsided and you can work with yourself opposed to like following strict rules, if that makes sense. Like you're relying on yourself in a way.
2: Yeah. And I've never been someone that liked rules or like, I don't like structure or um, feeling like I have to do anything a certain way. Like I'm just so like, I'm a very out of the box, like creative, just kind of weird person. And so having structure is very hard for me. So being able to like, just do it in whatever way I want to, even if it makes no sense to anyone else, I love it. (laughs) So we're talking a little bit about the Blueprint Stan experience,
1: but um, do you want to explain a little bit more about what it is and, like, how you came up
2: with the idea? Yeah. um, Basically, you know, I've just loved being a fan, and then I started working with artists, and I kind of saw this disconnect um, in terms of understanding what fans want, but also, like, who is taking care of the fans, right? So... You know, I've been in meetings where I've heard people say, like, I don't care what the fans think. Or I've also had people come to me and be like, hey, like, I want to monetize my fan base, but there doesn't feel like there's a good option for that. And so I kind of started thinking, like, okay, like, if I was a fan, like, what would I be willing to pay for? Right. That's one aspect of it. Um, Because I'm not going to pay for content that I'm receiving on a million other platforms. So, I was kind of like, okay, like what like what's something that a fan like actually wants? So then I was like okay i'm gonna, I'm gonna create that. So I am creating an app which I'm very excited about, that's like kind of my baby, and they have been kind of dreaming of this app for a long time, and so a big aspect of this app is something that I feel fans will want to actually um not just pay for but enjoy with their favorite artists. um I've talked to a couple artists, talked to some fans kind of put the two together um, to make something that I feel is worthwhile. And then the second aspect to the app is just putting everything that fans need in one place, you know, making sure they know the best places to get their tickets, um, making sure they have everything they need for concerts, focus on safety and inclusiveness and all of that, but in one place and build a community. I don't know. There's a lot going on and I just kind of rambled, but (laughs)
0: no that's awesome considering like coming back from a fangirl background and perspective like i feel like for me personally i wouldn't want to leave that in the hands of somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about so the fact that you have like the experience makes me feel better at least like that's something i definitely would be interested in well that that makes me happy
1: (laughs) and i feel like a lot of companies like have their slogan like for the fans but like they're not really for the fans they're in it to make profit so like it's really inspiring that you get to do this for other people and you know um being a fan of yourself
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um kind of to keep going on that because I literally just only talked about one aspect you know there's also going to be like fan events and other things that are really just for fans I mean obviously artists are a big part of it and you know, I will, I do work with different artists. I will continue to work with artists um, and kind of improve the way that they engage with their fans, but also just doing things to celebrate being a fan. You know, um, I think, like you said, a lot of people are really focused on making money and I, I like, I just want to celebrate my love of music and kind of share that with other people who have that same sort of passion. Um, yeah. And, I,
1: like, it makes a lot of fangirls feel comfortable, too, because especially, like, now, I feel like a lot of fangirls, even before, a lot of fangirls were, like, seen as crazy or, like, they were very looked down on. So, like, building that community is so important because, like, I, at least, like, my personal story, when I was in middle school, like, I did not want to show my fangirl side because everyone's like, ooh, look at her. Um, but now that, like, I have the friends and I have, like, um support of being a fangirl and like it's like I know that it's okay to be a fangirl I'm like concerts every day like stuff like that I was
0: I was going to say that I was going to say there's a huge stereotype around being a a fangirl and like just a stan in general and um I was also gonna like kind of relate to my personal story how in middle school like if you liked I don't know any like One Direction oh my god I can't even tell you how many people were like you know (laughs) weird it out like that you love one direction but it's like I don't know I don't know
2: I don't know no I I get it I had a secret like I loved Justin Bieber starting at 13 and I kept it a secret for a very long time like I was embarrassed of it and I would have my room like covered in posters and you know I loved him I still love him the same amount by the way um but I like didn't want anyone to know unless they were a really close friend and so if I allowed you to be in my room you knew that I trusted you and then eventually I think it it wasn't until like 10th grade um that I kind of was just like who cares and then I just turned into the Justin Bieber girl and that's what I was known for at school like yeah. and I didn't care
1: yeah, nowadays everyone's like, why do you go to so many concerts? I'm like, because I want to. <laughs> right, because you can.
0: Yeah. yeah. Because we should break the stigma that fangirls are crazy. Yeah. I and mean,
2: also- but crazy isn't a bad thing. Like, I yeah. think that's the other thing. Is I right. am crazy. But yeah. I don't think it's, like, I think crazy and passionate, you know, like, people kind of forget that they are separate. But also, you know, it's it's just not a bad thing. Yeah, That's it's like cool. loving something is not bad. Yeah, no, exactly. Especially, like, you get
1: this comparison a lot, but it's, like, fangirls with music and guys with sports. Like,
2: mm-hmm. it's the same thing. It's
0: just, you Same know. thing, different
2: font- fonts. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it is, I feel like that comparison is, is used a lot, but it's so, uh, it's so true. Mm-hmm. Like, it. how is it any... Weirder for me to see the same show multiple times on a tour, but you're seeing the same sports team multiple times in a season. Like, right. I, like I like they're just throwing a ball around. Like I get to sing my favorite <laughs> songs and actually have fun. Like I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they're they're like, it's the same show. And
2: I'm like, it's the same game. <laughs> Let pat-
0: me chime in for a second. It is never the same show. Mm-hmm. Never no, the same show. never. Ever. Mm-hmm.
2: Never. Like, the atmosphere, like, the energy of the crowd, <laughs> and, like, the way that the artist is connecting with the audience that day mm-hmm. and kind of the mood that they're in. It's and, absolutely. you know, there's all the, like, little things that are different each time. Never the same show. Exactly. Absolutely. I mean,
0: we're going to get there about Miss Swift. It's mm-hmm. at okay. the
2: end, I promise. But,
0: okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. The amount of people people who have said to me, like, you're going to Taylor Swift twice? Yes, because it's not the same. Like Mm -hmm. it's not the same show. Yeah.
1: I think (laughs) I think I've seen Harry ten times and they're like, it's the same thing. I'm like, nope. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Not at all. You guys don't want to know my numbers. Like (laughs) oh. Minor, minor, a little concerning, but (laughs) i just it's just who i am no I judgment here it. yeah no judgment here if i
0: could i would trust me oh yeah that was
1: the fun conversation i got like all <laughs> <Yeah>, up. Yes,
2: <laughs> i know i could talk about this stuff forever <laughs> i know literally literally um
0: okay 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 take it back away. to earth for a second <laughs> how do you see the blueprint stan experience helping or inspiring other fangirls or music industry lovers
2: Ooh, that is a good question. Um, how do I want to answer this? I think in terms of fangirls, you know, I want to show them that they don't have to hide that part of them to be taken seriously in the music industry. Um, and I, you know, I know quite a few people who are also kind of inspiring fangirls in that way. Um, especially right now. I feel like it's much more talked about than it used to be. Um, But I definitely, I think when I first got in the industry, I thought, okay, so I, you know, did the whole fangirl, the music industry pipeline, but now I have to leave the fangirl behind. And I realized that I don't, because that's what makes me good at my job. And so I want people to understand, like, you don't have to give that up in order to work in this industry right like you can continue to be as passionate as you were um and then I also just want to like for fans that don't want to work in the industry I also just want to continue to make the environment safer and more fun for them and really just like reward the people that just love being a fan um Hmm. what was the other part? Oh, and then industry people. Um, I mean, my big thing, like I'm not doing this for money or recognition or, you know, I don't care about being on Forbes 30 under 30 or being the biggest name in the industry. I just am doing this because I love being a fan and I love fans and I love music and I just want to make people happy. And so, I don't know, maybe there's other industry people that can you know have that same sort of um understanding I don't know did that make any sense yes, <laughs> no, yeah, that a did. lot a lot I'm like yeah, nodding I'm like yes like I know. totally agree with it,
0: what you're saying every word okay. it's, and that's the most important part
1: yeah I think like that's a big message too like do what yeah. you love um because you know you don't want to be stuck in a job that you're hating for the next 10 years. But you know, if the music industry is your love, like do it. You know? well, and
2: I think too, like I've, there are a lot of people in this industry that don't do it for the right reason. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that do, but I've met a lot of people who don't always have the best intentions. Um, and so I kind of just want to be like, I guess a light in the room with the people that I meet um, to maybe outweigh the the negative Part of the industry,
1: yeah yeah theres like especially with social media, like it's so much easier to like circulate like bad stuff about the music industry, but then it's also mm-hmm. to circulate like good stuff, so it's good that you're doing this <laughs> <laughs> thank you, <laughs> concerning the blueprint stand experience again, what would you like to see the company doing in ten in five years? let's do five years not
2: ten years <laughs> um five years I really want to change the way that we do like VIP experiences on tour um I want to abolish meet and greets which might be a shocker to some but I have a lot to say when it comes to meet and greets I think but well, we can get into that later to, I would go on a very long tangent on yeah that. Let's, let's get into but, that <laughs> um <laughs> I just I don't think they're beneficial for artists or fans and they were kind of just built as a way to Profit off fans and make money um, But no one is actually Getting at anything out of it and quite frankly I think people could make more money if they're doing Something that's more meaningful and um, More special And like I'd be willing To pay a lot more for something that's Actual genuine interaction And not just two seconds in a photo Like I could care less about a photo And I know a lot of people feel the same way Obviously there's always going to be people that just want a picture But that's the shortened rant on that Um, I want to have my own festival I already have a full mock-up of what the festival would look like how fans would get tickets the best way you know that the biggest fans get the best experience rather than a festival that is um, who has the most money or who has the most followers like really focus on people that just love music and love being a fan Um, I have specific booths that I wanted to have and interactive experiences and like I have the whole thing. I know what it looks like. Um, I just have to create it. Um, what else do I want to do? I mean, I personally, I haven't been on a tour yet and I really want to tour, but I think that will come as I, you know, dive more into the VIP stuff. Um, yeah, those are kind of my main goals right now.
1: Yeah, no, I totally get you with the meet and greets. The second you said that, I was like,
0: mm, yep. <laughs> I feel like that could be a whole episode on its own. Yeah. Meet and greets. Probably. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I never really thought about that. But I guess what you, when you're putting it into that perspective, like, you're right. Who wants to pay like $5 million for a two
2: second photo? Like, what are you actually getting out of it other than being able to tell someone that you've met someone, but you're not mm-hmm. meeting them? Like, meeting someone right. to me. It's like actually having a conversation. Yeah. Right. And like you, you might as well pose with a cardboard cutout. It's the same thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like two seconds and they're shooing you anyways. So it's like,
2: uh, and I've done like hundreds. So Mm -hmm. like I, you know, I started going to meet and greets at like 16. So I've done them for years. Um, and I want to get rid of them. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. So question, hold on. Follow up question. What are your thoughts on like album signing events? 'Cause I went to like quite a few when I was younger, like at I don't know, my local mall where like artists would come and you buy their C D and you meet them and um the ones I went to you weren't allowed a photo, even though it was advertised that you do get a photo. I never gotten a photo with the artist, but I have like signed CDs and it was very quick. It was like a hi, bye, move on to the next. Like you know what I, I mean? mean? What are your
2: thoughts on that? I just think there's ways to do these sort of quick interactive um experiences, and then there's ways that we probably shouldn't do them i mean i un- you know I understand the concept about it. I mean a lot of the times those sort of things are free um and you know people do love getting their stuff signed, but again, I feel like it kinda is a part of the whole like not seeing people as human like you're mm-hmm. taking the human out of it right if you're asking people to get excited about like a two-second like rushed experience it, it just yeah. like feels so artificial to me um I don't know I have mi- mixed feelings I don't think I've ever Absolutely. been to like a signing that I was like oh this is great yeah
0: No, I totally agree. Because I used to go to them when I was younger all the time. And I noticed that there was kind of, or now at least, there's kind of a stop. Like, I don't really see artists doing album signings anymore. I feel like it was more circa 2014, 2013. Like, I would meet all the girl groups like Fifth Harmony, Little Mix. Like, that was my primary way of meeting them because I was like, I don't know. 13, 14, I couldn't afford to buy a $100 meet and greet at the time. So I would just go to FYE and buy their little CD for 10 bucks and then get their slap of wristband on my wrist. Like, oh, you're going to meet Fifth Harmony. And I'm like, oh my God. But no, yeah, looking back on it, it's not, it's artificial. Just to take the words out of your mouth. It really
2: wasn't anything special. No. I mean, again, it's just kind of playing into the whole like let's see how much we can get from these people based on how much they love other people you know mm-hmm. um although that typically doesn't cost money you just have to buy the album It. i think it also my experience is also depended on the company that's doing it and like the staff and the environment um like i went to a signing and I mean, the good thing for me is I was comfortable with the band and their team, but I like almost had a panic attack beforehand because the staff that worked at the place, not associated with the team, the way that they were talking to fans was so condescending. I was just like, well, I don't want to be here. Like, you're acting like I should be excited. Like, they basically were like, you can't do this, 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 but don't worry, you're going to make eye contact with them. And I was like what <laughs> like, what is this yes. what you want oh my now? gosh to be excited I, about making eye contact with people that I've already spent hours yes. with like this is weird
0: yeah I actually I have my own personal experience I'm not going to drop the artist but I met a certain artist and it was literally my turn to go up and meet them and their security stops me and is like oh yeah no like you're not going right now and all my friends had already met them at the time like right before me, I was the last in my group to meet this artist. So I was like confused. I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just stand here and wait my turn. Right. Maybe like five, 10 minutes goes by and, um, the artist security comes up to me and they're like, I'm, I'm really sorry for the wait. Um, the artist just wanted to go on their phone for a little bit. So I'm like, what is going on here? I don't know it was just a very strange experience and then I met the artists and they weren't even interested in me in the slightest so it was just kind of like I don't know I camped all day for an album signing and this is how I'm getting treated I don't know it was very kind of like a slap in the face and I haven't been to an album signing since so well and
2: I think I think or you go and then go.
1: <laughs> I was just I was just gonna say well it's like I think Matt Healy put it Perfectly. He said, have an artist go up to the fan, and, like reach out their hand and ask them for money for a picture. And like, that's yeah. how he kind of like said, meaning, well, like, that's what they are. <laughs> but he's like, that's disgusting. Like, why? Like, I don't know. Just like him thinking of standing there asking for money, like literally put it in my hand and then let's take a two second picture and you get out. It's like, it's so crazy.
2: in. At the end of the day, meet and greets are exhausting for the artists. Like, can you imagine having to stand there as, like, 200 people come in and you have to have a smile on your face the whole time and, like, be excited? And, like, every single fan has, a, like, has the expectation of it being the best 30 seconds of their life. Yeah. And if you mm-hmm. don't, like, hold it. Like, that's also a lot of pressure on the artists, Absolutely. Um, you know, coming from that perspective. So, I don't know. Like I said, I just don't think they're beneficial to either party. Like I've seen artists just get so drained from it. And they're like, and it's like, you should enjoy the time you spend with your fans, you know, and be excited about it. And obviously that is not the right setting to do that. Yeah. That's
0: really scary to think about. Cause like you're going into this thinking like, Oh my God, this is going to be the best experience of my life. And then you come out and you never know what the artist is thinking, you know what I mean? Because yeah. you don't know them. Especially, like,
1: if an artist is in a bad mood or if they're, like, upset and, like, they're having a bad day, like, people don't get that experience that they wanted easily. Like, the artist could get flamed for it and like, their career. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? And it's, like, and it's culture, not, yeah. yeah,
2: and it's not necessarily fair to them because they're human. We all have bad days. We all, like, I have days where I don't want to see human beings. I just want to be in my room and I don't want to talk to people. And it's like, just like, you know, we have a job to do and then we have an off day, whatever. Like, a lot of these artists never get to turn it off because they go in public and people are still constantly expecting things from them. And it's like, allow them to be on the clock and be off the clock. You know, it's the same sort of thing. Couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. Um, Again, we totally just went on a tangent. I don't even remember what the original question was. (laughs) that's, That's the beauty of the podcast i love it i I have so much
0: noise
1: going on outside my room that i'm like going in and out i'm like (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: i know my dad just started knocking my door i was like no no this is important like you need to wait
1: (laughs) i know my dogs start barking in the background i'm like oh you
0: (laughs) see like this is what we mean we are not a professional in a professional setting by any means this is literally we
2: joke all the time that this is our weekly fangirl facetime no it's way better i'm gonna be honest like I don't. Why would you try and be professional? Like,
1: it's not right. Fun. If you it's asked not me one year ago that I'd be on a podcast interviewing people,
0: <laughs>
1: you, I would not believe myself.
0: This is I so still funny. can't believe we've been going for as long as we have because we started this Impressive. like we were literally on the way. I think either to a Harry concert or home from the Harry concert. From and I Harry was Harry like, concert, yeah. I think it was from because I was like, hmm, we should make a podcast because I was doing a lesson in my uh, English course. And I had to make a podcast for my like final project. I was like, that's kind of a good idea. Like, I haven't seen any hairier like, fangirl podcasts. Like, we should make one.
2: And we I did. And it. so be
0: it. One year later, here we are interviewing people. Yeah. Cheers.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Me and Gianna have known each other for, what, like 10, 11 years? And yeah. she knows well, well I'm the most... I'm the most shy person ever so I hid this from all of my friends and when I finally mm-hmm. told them they were like what? up until like a, t- a few months ago too. Yeah. Really?
2: Yeah. <laughs> they were like not I, I wouldn't have even known that you were shy like we got on that first call and I was like you were super like out of your shell. You yeah. know, oh my god, Maya, term? I, I was shaking. <laughs> <You couldn't laughs> Why?
1: It. I was so nervous I was like oh my god. I no, feel it's like actually- I'm like
2: the least scary person ever at least I hope I was telling Gianna I was like I I
1: promise
0: I met her she's so nice I'm like I'm so excited I can vouch for that no going (laughs) back to like the social media stuff if you saw our blocked like account list on TikTok it's everybody from my town everybody from her town it's so funny (laughs) that's hilarious I love it we're we're opening up we're becoming more comfortable I think we just started like posting on our main Instagram like go check out our podcast
2: yeah (laughs) <laughs> oh, good. like our you vlogs be... and stuff yeah oh I I went through a phase of posting um vlogs on YouTube I took them all down I do not want the public <laughs> to ever see them they are so oh, yeah no but I yeah I would have died if people from like school and stuff saw them I mm-hmm. used to also have um a Twitter account that like people would ask me like oh do you have a Twitter I'm like no I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like. That's like the end all.
0: Somebody yeah. asked me if I have a Twitter. Nope.
2: Absolutely not. I would not. I like. I remember every once in a while, like one of my like gymnastics friends or like home friends would like find my Twitter account. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, do not follow that. And they're like, why? I'm like, don't follow it.
0: <laughs> no,
1: there was one specific moment. Oh my God. One of my friends from high school apparently my like stan twitter was linked to my phone number and it shows up in like the contact card and i was like no and it was literally like callum hood but like the o's were x's and they were like what is this and i was like that's not mine that's not mine it's the previous owner i
0: I don't know no it was so bad (laughs) that's so funny no yeah i actually i had to lock the gates on my twitter um (laughs) Honestly, recently, because all my friends have state accounts and um, one of my friends like tweeted me and I was just going through like their following and I it was all my IRLs. And I was like, oh, if they see my account, like that's bad. Like that's bad. That's embarrassing for me. So I, I locked my gates for a little bit, but she's open now. Makes sense. She's
2: see, I I could care less now. I did. I remember when I first started my TikTok account. Uh, so I used to coach gymnastics and the the kids that i coached were any age from like 6 to like i was coaching high schoolers and i was pretty young at the time so i started coaching at 16 i coached so i was like 21 and um i remember when they started finding my social media accounts and i remember when they found my tiktok and it was like towards the end um or i don't even think i was coaching them anymore i think it was like i was in town visiting after moving to la so not too long ago. And I remember visiting them and they were like, We found your TikTok account. And I was like, No, you did it. And I instantly blocked all of
1: them. <laughs> and then they're like, Oh, where'd your TikTok go? And you're like, I don't know. You're
2: like, I don't
0: have a TikTok. What is t- what's TikTok? I,
2: like, I don't know, TikTok. You I was like, you are not allowed to follow me on here. I get one platform separate.
1: <laughs> yep. I have my nice little personal Twitter and then the mm-hmm. other one I look at all my like fan accounts on. I, my I Twitter, I my have my one. Personal.
2: Oh, I have one Twitter. Nice. And I'm just like, this is who I am. Take it or leave it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Accept it. We, will we'll be there soon. We're, we're almost there. <laughs> we're almost at that point. Maybe our yeah, Taylor Swift vlog will be the one to break oh, our yeah. shell. <laughs> I love it.
1: We've broken our shell though. A little bit.
0: Which I feel like we should start getting into like the fun questions now. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do it. Let's start with what genre of music do you like the
2: most? I am the biggest pop girly you can okay, yep. imagine. Absolutely. Like, I I don't venture out of it, right? Like <laughs> Justin Bieber. We Taylor found Swift, our person. Harry Styles, Sean Mendez, Five Sauce, like, you yes. name it, like, that is my bread and butter, <laughs> that is what I love, I will never be leaving. <laughs>
1: no, literally. Absolutely. I, I see, out. like, so many people listen to, like, underground artists, and, like, smaller artists, and I, like, I try venturing out, but I always come
2: <laughs> back
0: to the same thing.
2: Same. <laughs> <laughs> like, Excellent. Every once in a while I'll like find someone or like I'll allow myself to start listening to someone. New. Like I'm I love Gracie Abrams. Again, she's still in the same world though. But like I don't know. There's artists that like I know of and I like know that I would like if I listen, but I'm like so stubborn and just stuck in my bubble mm-hmm. that I just don't even give it a try.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's like um my boyfriend is obsessed with everything music he grew up on music his dad's in a band his sister plays he plays so when we talk about music i feel like i'm so i don't know in my little pop bubble and i'm like never pop it because i'm never leaving ever he's like no like why don't you listen to this or this and i'm like no like you can't take harry and ariana away from me
2: <laughs> i will say though like I do have like a little pop punk side and I do have a like a little bit of like rap and hip hop that I really like too, mainly from growing up. And so it always confuses people because I have like a long drive playlist. And it's like basically every song that I like. So it will go from like a Hannah Montana song to like a early 2000s like hip hop song. And they're just like, I'm so confused by this <laughs> music taste. And I'm like. It is, it is what it is.
1: (laughs) You know, know, sometimes, like, on little road trips or, like, drives that I do, (laughs) I'll have, like, really sad, like, I don't know, Gracie, or, like, (laughs) I'll have, like, breakup songs, like Tate McRae, and then I'll have, like, on the other side, I'll have love songs, and I'm like... (laughs) They're like, this does not. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> yeah, I have like okay. a million thousand different playlists for um, when I'm in the car and like based on distance and stuff. But my go-to is always early 2000s pop hits. Mm-hmm. Always. See, That's that is like the best.
2: And everyone always loves it. Like you put it on. Exactly. And everyone's in a good mood.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I
2: don't know. Throwbacks
1: it. just like they hit so different. I don't know. Oh, Absolutely. Um, but since we're speaking of songs, um, what album or song release are you looking forward to?
2: Uh, whenever Speak Now Taylor's version comes out. Oh, and then obviously Niles' new album. I'm really excited for that. Yes. Is there anyone else that I care about releasing music? (laughs) Those are the only
1: two that I know of right now.
2: (laughs) Honestly... Like maybe someone random will release a song that I like, but those are kind of the two that I can think of. Mm. Well,
0: I don't know. HS Four might be dropping when Harry is oh, like, no, oh, uh, I don't uh, know. I don't think so.
2: Oh, I don't either. But let me dream. Let me dream. We're I, I clowning. Don't think, I don't think he's there yet.
1: He's so silly. I don't know. I
2: don't know. You never know. <laughs>
1: um, no, but I'm so excited for Niall's album. And then obviously people will die. Guys. Yeah, um, I'm,
2: I'm ready to be a clown for Niall. <laughs> I am. I am.
1: The set times for Boston Calling just came out, and Niall's like at the very end. I'm like, oh my god, I have to sit there just to wait for that.
0: <laughs> I saw that. Isn't it like seven forty to eight forty or something like mm-hmm. that? Yeah, right before the headliner. But mm-hmm. That'll be fun.
1: It'll be worth it. Mhm. <laughs> oh, Niall Um. <clears throat> uh, since we're speaking of artists, what artists do you like heavily, heavily follow, or like, like you're a stan of? Stan.
2: Okay. Well, obviously Justin, but I feel like that's evolved into such like a different thing because I'm like, like it's just been such a huge part of my life since I was 13, but it's also like. He's just kind of living his life, doing his thing. So I'm not sitting here like, I don't have his post notifications on. I'm not like whatever, obviously like the videos of him at Coachella. Like I was like, obviously giggling like a 13 year old girl, but, um, I don't know. I mean, he'll always be my number one. Uh, I'm a huge five-star fan. Like I have been forever. Um, I flew to Australia to see them last year. Um, no I do way. crazy shit. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, cool. I was <laughs> like, oh, I don't know if I'll do that. Um, yeah, huge, huge five sauce stand. Um, gonna see them a bunch when they're on tour. It Very is. excited about that.
0: I've mm-hmm. been, like,
2: counting down for them. Yes. If anybody needs tickets, we've got three we're trying to sell. We upgraded our seats for, for the for opening where?
0: night. song.
2: I'll be yeah. there. So, really? we oh, will be
1: there. Not. Absolutely. Yes. Oh my God. We'll keep in touch.
2: I'm going to m- most of the shows. I don't. I don't. I don't have the list finalized yet. I have an Excel. <laughs> so the way that I decide, I make like an Excel sheet. This is how you know I'm crazy. Yes. So we did this for Harry. Make, yeah. I'll make an Excel sheet, and then I'll put like the city, the date, the day of the week. And then I have, like, a yes, no, or maybe category. Mm. So, like, yes, for sure, no, you know, cross that out, maybe. I can be very easily convinced. Um, And then I'll put, like, whether or not I have a ticket, what my seat is, or, you know, what kind of ticket I have. And then on the next tab, I'll put, like, the travel. So, like, how would I get to each place? Like, what are the nearest hotels? Like, I'm insane, okay? Okay that's and literally so, perfect oh my god so for five sauce it's color-coded right now so i highlighted the yeses in green and then the maybes are in yellow and then maybe leaning towards no but i can always be convinced are in orange <laughs> and then guess how many red which is no guess how many are actually like for sure no's
1: oh none of them
2: i'm gonna it's gotta be like at most five right one. Mm. There's only one show I'm like, I'm not, I couldn't
0: <laughs> be convinced. And it's Florida. Okay, but can we know? Oh. Florida, okay.
2: That's the what tea I thought. On Florida. That's what <laughs> I thought. <laughs> it's far, it's just the other side of the country, and like, I just don't have any interest in going to Florida right now.
1: Yeah. Wait, That's so literally, are you coming to Boston? Yeah.
2: <gasps> I'm going so, both nights. Okay, good. I'm going the second night. Okay, I'll be at both. I also don't go to a city and not go to every night. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We found her person. Amazing. <laughs> we're, we're holding you tight. We're not letting you go. Maya. <laughs> you're the main thing.
2: I love it. Okay. Uh, oh, other artists love Taylor. Yeah. She is like my therapist. Um, I was explaining this to my mom. Like I have artists that I like really, really love, but. For her, like her music means the most to me because it's gotten me through so many different scenarios in my life and so many different chapters that, like, her music is just so emotional. Um, who else do I love? Um, obviously, Harry, Nile. Um, I'd mentioned, I mean, and then I guess those are kind of like the main people. Oh, I love Sean, but he's not really doing anything right now either. It's fine.
0: Yeah, we saw the We didn't forget about you, Sean. We had yeah. tickets to uh his show and he canceled obvious reasons. Yeah. But we were so upset because um I don't know if you're familiar with any of our episodes or vlogs or anything, but we have this big like little concert group that we all go to shows together and we vlog our uh-huh. experience on our YouTube channel and we were so excited to vlog for Sean because we Melanie lives in Massachusetts. I'm from Connecticut and a majority okay. of um, the group is from Connecticut, so we're all traveling to Boston and we were gonna meet up and like have a whole Sean Mendez weekend, but unfortunately did not go as planned. But Tears. next time we'll get him. We you saw know, him yeah. at
1: Coachella though.
0: I was
2: like, Sean, he's back. <laughs> I know I saw the videos of him at Coachella and I was like mm, cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, um Oh, you, you said Taylor. Did you um,
2: have you gone to any of the shows? So I went to uh, the first two. So in Arizona, opening weekend, got my tickets that week. Nice. Um, I am seeing her a couple more times. Don't have tickets for most of them, but I just sort of, it's, this is the quote that I said to my mom the other day. I said, with a credit card and a little bit of dilution. Anything's possible. Can <laughs> no, you know, we put that
0: on a shirt? Like, I want merch that says that's, that. Yeah, that, that's literally, all make, uh, that
2: will be that will be my merch. New merch. <laughs> like,
0: put it on the credit card.
1: No, literally, whenever anyone announces tour, I, me and Gianna are always like, "That's going on the credit card." <laughs>
2: <laughs> the credit card. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Always. Money's. Yep. Yes. Credit card Some forever. More I like posted a TikTok with like my upcoming like schedule and someone was like, what do you do for work? And I literally almost posted, I just wanted to, like, to reply with like a video that was just like credit card and a little bit of delusion, <laughs> anything's possible. I'll probably still do that. Not that, that oh my helpful. God. That's so silly. Absolutely,
1: <laughs> That's so classic though. I <laughs> love that. Yeah. Um, um, yeah I, sorry. I am hoping to get Denver tickets. I, me and my friend, we, Wanted to have a, like summer girls trip, but um, we didn't know where to go or like when to go. Um, so she was like, I have family in Denver. And so all we were trying to figure out was when to go. And I'm like, are we dumb? Taylor's going to be there <laughs> in July when we have no school. <laughs> like, Hello? <laughs> and so she's like, okay. And we booked it literally the same day. We're just looking for tickets now.
2: <laughs> no, I, I love it. That's me. I'm going to Nashville
1: mm-hmm. and I,
2: I don't have tickets to see her but I'm <laughs> going to be I'm going to be in the building. yeah I don't know how yet, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> we um we I wanted to up. go
0: to Nashville. We wanted mm-hmm. to plan that, but um we obviously nobody knew what the whole Ticketmaster situation was going to be like. So when um we were in the queue for Boston and it paused, we were like yeah, I don't think Nashville's going to work
2: out. <laughs> I've never but. been in Nashville before. This will be my first time, but I oh. have like quite a few friends that I've live heard there. Amazing things, yeah. Me too. Yeah, I'm not they're... big into country, but I'll pretend for the weekend that I am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the cowgirl like boots and the hats. Yeah. Like I'll be a country girl for once, mm-hmm. for one weekend.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> amazing! I love that. No, that's, that's so cool. funny. <clears throat> um. Yeah, we'll be at Gillette Night Two, and okay. then I'm going to Philly Night One. Okay. Yeah, awesome.
1: so We got tickets, but...
2: I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll be there. We'll be up there, but... Yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I, have... I have tickets to two of the LA shows right now, but um, I'm looking... I'm taking my mom to Seattle because we've gone to almost every Taylor tour together. Ooh. And I don't have tickets for her yet, but I will find them because it's <laughs> very important to me to be able to take my mom. Um. But yeah. Yeah, especially just... Ticketmaster has been
1: releasing like a lot of tickets lately like yeah right for the show so I feel like the last minute is like the way to go. Yeah,
0: yeah, to be fair, I've been seeing a lot the week of like people have been upgrading their seats, getting like new codes and stuff or I don't really know how it works how Ticketmaster is doing it. But um I've been seeing a lot of people selling tickets on Twitter.
2: Yeah, I I've seen quite a bit. I will say that it's still, you know, scalpers still find their way mm-hmm. of getting it and then sell the tickets for triple the price, which is really frustrating. But right, yeah. Yeah. where there's a will, there's a way. Yep. Right. Anything's possible.
0: <laughs> um so on the topic of concerts, we're nearing the end of our questions, but um okay. this is our last like exciting fun question how many concerts have you been to and what's the best and least favorite of yours
2: there is no way i know how many concerts <laughs> i've been to like like i don't i genuinely don't think it's possible for me to know that answer i'm totally fine <laughs> like <laughs> probably like 400 i don't know amazing give or take. That's, that's just like an estimate maybe less maybe more because I mean, there's been some years where, you know, there's like I went to 60, 70 concerts in one year, um, maybe even more. I don't know. Um, then obviously the pandemic, there were none. Mm-hmm. So that could have had an effect on how many if I do the math. <laughs> but I also like my mom used to take me to concerts when I was really little, too. Mm-hmm. Um, like my first concert was Hillary Dove when I was like six. Um, I still remember it. But yeah, I I wish I knew how many. I I have the memory of a peanut too, so like I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I tell really. you. <laughs> so I 10, you. I have I do have most of my like all of my physical tickets. I've kept most of them and it's like a giant box. And then obviously I like I miss physical tickets. I, I was lying. just gonna say, can we bring yeah. those back, please? Bring them I back. Used to have, yeah. I just have a whole wall
0: just filled with all my physical I did tickets.
2: I I had yeah. like a like a pin what is that called? Like a, a pin board. Uh, like, like a mood a, board. A, oh, like the tickets? Tickets? Yeah. Right. I don't
1: know.
2: Yeah. It was like one of those little, I can't think of words, but <laughs> it was like a board. And then I just like pinned all the tickets and it was just like, it was huge. Um, and then I took it off my wall and put it all in just like a giant box. Mm, that's um, nice. And now, oh. now they're just in my Apple wallet. Not as mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I don't know. I like it's. I like the aesthetic of the physical yeah. ticket. And yeah. I have a bunch of my, like, I have my One Direction tickets from 2013.
0: Yeah, me too. And, yeah, like, me too. <laughs> it's so, like, yeah, I miss, I miss it. it. It's like, it's like flashing your ID.
2: They're like ticket. You're like, mm-hmm, right. <laughs> it's like, it's just like a little keepsake, you know, like maybe not everyone can afford to get merch or whatever, but you will always have something physical to mm-hmm. keep from the show. Right, like yeah. I definitely even have, like I'm also like borderline a hoarder. Like I don't like getting rid of things, and Same. so like I'll keep like, like I definitely have like the plastic bags that held my merch or like really random yes. things like that that I've like. Wait, kept me way too. too
0: long. Me too. I literally have all my merch bags stuffed in my closet. Like I still have uh, from the first time I saw Ariana, which was back in. 2015 i have her merch bag just filled with the problem confetti oh
2: but yeah confetti, I have, oh confetti is huge too though
0: yeah, oh, yeah i have my halsey confetti yeah olivia confetti Yep. big time rush i have one direction still i have oh my god i ripped a sign off of the madison square garden wall at love on tour the residency shows that's literally like there will be strobe lighting <laughs>
2: like I, I, took <laughs> oh, yeah. I took it i took it See I will say my biggest issue is I'm also a mess. And so I try I've probably tried to keep confetti from every concert I've been to. I don't mm-hmm. think I'd know where any of it is. <laughs> yeah. Probably all ended up in like I probably kept it in the pocket of whatever piece of clothing I was wearing <laughs> <in the washing laughs> and washed it in the washing machine. Like that's definitely happened at least twenty times. Mm-hmm. Um or on the floor of my car or wherever it ends up. Mm-hmm never ends up in the right place. I
0: used to put it in the back of my phone case because I have a clear case. Like, Ariana's sweetener tour, the confetti was adorable. It was, um, thank you, next. Like, the Mean Girls theme. I scooped that shit up. Put it in my shirt. Like, put it in my bag. Like, I was (laughs) scooping that shit up to put it, like, in the back of my phone case and just to have extra for, I don't know, the future, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. My physical thing
1: from a concert is merch. I have to get a
2: t-shirt. I I have... Well, I don't know if you can see it. So right here is my merch rack. Ooh, I love it. Wait, I and love I have it organized by artists as well. Um, so like the one, the merch that I wear all the time is hung up. And then I have like a Justin Bieber section, a like One Direction slash like Harry section, and then a Five Star section, and then a Miscellaneous section. <laughs>
0: <So cool. laughs> I, I love, love it. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: I know. I literally have,
0: like, a...
1: Oh, God. Let's see. Like, down there is, like, this giant Ikea, like, bucket, and it's all my merch. <laughs> so crazy for me.
2: But so funny. So, like, fangirl keepsakes are so I important. Love like, I love it. I have my five soft guitar picks on my phone case still. Um, oh, God. <laughs> the Luke one. The Luke one. <laughs> I held um, somebody
0: we knew got um, Luke's guitar pick and I held that, like, it was my child. I would not let it go. And they're like, all right, yeah. like, I want it back. And I was like, no, like, he touched this. <laughs> you don't get it. Can I, t- I get Luke it. She's a girl.
2: <laughs> no, I get oh, it. That's an Completely. understatement. Isn't everyone a Luke girl? Like, I just, I mean, I'm a Luke slash Michael girl, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of people that aren't Five Sauce stands that are still Luke girls.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. I could... I'm getting, like, tingly thinking about him. I need to stop. I literally... You're gonna, like, bring something out of me. I can't. No, I love Let me calm down. I I get it.
1: Yeah, growing up, I was a Michael Callum girl. I mean, my username was Callum Hood.
2: (laughs) Um, There we
0: go.
2: Probably just stole his name. I don't know. I've always been a Luke and Michael girl. Like, I've always just been split in the middle. Mm -hmm. So. Oh, man. oh I, didn't so, answer, like... I didn't even answer. didn't even answer the question. <laughs> <calls. laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Me, and I just didn't even answer. Uh, no, this okay. is so
0: overwhelming. Like, no, what are we doing right now? I'm that's like, so funny you remembered. Yeah,
2: I, I forgot. It went um, over my head, too. Favorite. Can I give you, like, three? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Throw them all at okay. us, please. So, Justin Bieber, Madison Square Garden, Purpose Tour. Um, that had been a dream of mine to see him at Madison Square Garden and I magically ended up with front row. They were called pit D at the time. It was like I was just like looking at the right time. It was right when he canceled meet and greets and then they were like people were getting refunds and now I refreshed Ticketmaster and someone had gotten re- it refunded, but so the, like the seat was open. So I bought it and like I it was the most magical day of my life. Brought out jaden smith saying never say never yeah, no. incredible um five sauces one night only in london last year it's also cool. oh. magical i'm like, sweating it it was just like a out of body experience you know and to like hear the new songs for the first time it was mm-hmm. just like so special Um, and then also another five saw show being when I saw them at Sydney Opera House in Australia. You are living the dream, really cool.
1: I love traveling Um, and like seeing other artists, it's so fun. I really want to go to a different country and see an artist. I haven't done that.
2: I don't know. I think I think maybe we should see five saw somewhere. (laughs) Let's throw that out there. I highly recommend it. Um, I love it because then, like, one, I have friends like everywhere, so. A lot of my, like, best friends live in London. And so anytime I have an excuse to see them, I always, like, want to. And then same with Australia. Like, I've always had, like, I've always had a lot of friends that live there. A lot of them I've never met. Like, they've just been mutuals mm-hmm. from Twitter that we've talked for years and I never got to meet them in person. And so to finally, like, see them in real life was just, like, the coolest thing Um And it's just, like, I don't know. And then you always make more friends. And then you get to see, like, the world. And I don't know. I think it's really cool. Yeah,
1: I love it. I have a uh, friend in California that I met through Snapchat and Twitter and, like, TikTok. Like, the TikTok Harry's. Like, I met her through them. Um, And there was... Uh, spring break I traveled to LA to go see her and go see like a show so it's always so fun like getting to meet people that's how me and Gianna actually met we met Mm -hmm. on Twitter because of what I love it so it's like
2: it's the best like most of my best friends I've met like through Twitter or through an artist or like even at a concert like I've made great friends just like they're the people I was in line with or sitting next to Mm -hmm. each other like at the show um Like, it's just like, I don't know. I think those friendships are just like so unique and so special. Mm -hmm. I mean,
0: we have yet to travel um, far together in our little concert group, but we saw Olivia Rodrigo in Philly and that was just, I mean, it's Philly. That's the farthest we've ever been together, but it was just such like such an experience and I would do anything to like redo it, but we got to get somewhere on a plane, man. Yeah.
1: I've promised Gianna we're going to an L.A. show.
0: Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm here, so come (laughs) see me. Yeah, I'm like, when Ariana announces that tour, when she's back, I will be at every (laughs) L.A. show. Are you kidding me? Like, following her around the globe.
1: Good, you should. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's going to be a while, though.
0: (laughs) Uh, Don't remind me. (laughs) Let's not bring it up. It's okay.
1: No, it's good. More time to save up. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yep, right.
1: <laughs> uh no, I, I kinda miss LA. Like I've been there three times, but seeing family and seeing my friend, I kinda miss
2: it. Should go back.
0: I don't know, it's I my guess. dream. <laughs> it's my dream. I, I wanna go so
2: bad. There's pros and cons to LA, mm. you know? Oh, of like, course. I mean, but that's kinda how it is everywhere. Yeah.
1: Which I meant to ask Um, you, why'd
2: you move from Seattle to LA? The music industry. Okay. There's just more job opportunity out here. And I mean, it just made a lot more sense for me to be here. I also have quite a bit of family or had family, not as much anymore, um, out here. And and my mom grew up here. So like, she kind of felt super comfortable with me moving out here. Um, it was funny though. Growing up, I always said I was never going to live in LA. I was always like, "No, as <laughs> the air, the air quality sucks, and there's not <laughs> enough grass and all this <laughs> stuff." And now, like, now I like, I do really love living here. I do see the negative parts, but like, I've created a life that I really love here. So, I
1: don't know. I don't think I'll be here
2: forever, but.
1: Hey. Now now you have this amazing company.
0: Look at look at
1: you. All right.
0: <laughs> only gonna grow bigger.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
0: only Hopefully. gonna go up from here. <laughs> I hope so. Um
1: but yeah, last question. Um, just before we end, what's a piece of advice you'd want to give someone working in the music industry or women
2: in the entertainment industry? Can I give a couple? Go ahead. Okay. Number one. This was a piece of advice that was given to me very early on um, by one of the co-founders of CrowdSurf. Give her a little shout out, Jade, and I I now use this piece of advice with everyone that I talk to. Um, Try everything, like try every aspect of the industry. You know, be open minded to the different jobs that you take. Um, Because not only will you like might you might surprise yourself with what you've end up falling in love with but also like having knowledge of things that even if you don't like it like having that understanding of how to do it especially as a woman like when you're in a room filled with dudes like being able to know what they're talking about and like keep up with them for every topic I feel like it's so important um another piece of advice just be patient especially if you're you know young in school just starting to apply for jobs It, it is a long process Um, and it's not going to happen overnight, you know, but don't give up. Like definitely like you're going to find your thing and you're going to find the people that believe in you and, um, it's going to work out. You just got to, you just got to keep going. Um, and then my mom's favorite advice that she told me since I was little that I've really started to uh, understand is it's always a no unless you ask. Because, like, I used to be so scared to ask people things. And she was like, it's always going to be a no. Like, you just have to ask. Like, maybe it will be a yes. Um, And you never know. And maybe it will be a yes. So, just ask. Um, Yeah, those are probably my best ones.
1: Perfect way to end. Oh, my God.
0: It has been so nice talking to you. We're just, like, starting out with interviews and stuff. But this felt, like, so natural. Like, it just felt like a fangirl FaceTime. I know
2: it's fun I loved it I love talking about I stuff. I could talk, I could talk for hours
0: <laughs> um, yeah. where could our listeners find you on social media
2: well for the blueprint you can find well let me look oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> make sure I say it right I like, <laughs> don't want to uh, me in my brain sometimes okay cool it's not gonna work um, Instagram is bpstanexperience And then Twitter is BP Stan and then EXP and TikTok is BP Stan experience. And then if you're just looking for me, which I don't know why you would, but if you are, um, Instagram is blue my mind, like Mm B-L-U-E-M-Y and then mind. But with two Ds, I really like the color blue. I'm not wearing any right now, which is crazy, but... (laughs) Um, I used to be known as the blue haired girl because I had blue hair. Um, and so there was a particular fandom that just knew me as the blue haired girl. Um, Twitter is at it's Blue my mind. <laughs> and then TikTok is blew my mind. But instead of an L, it's an I. So it's view my mind.
0: <laughs> we will link everything in the description. So it's easier for our listeners to find you. Um, Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on to speak to us once again and everyone please follow maya and check out the blueprint stan experience i love what you're doing we are so happy we got to talk to you and dive into your mind a little bit more about fangirls thank you this oh, was this experience.
2: was a lot of fun
0: I love um it. me too me too <laughs> As far as we go, you can find us on our social media. Our TikTok is at underscore ever since 2012. Our Instagram is the same as our TikTok at underscore ever since 2012. Our YouTube channel is ever since 2012. And you can find us on all podcast streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon, and iHeartRadio Media. Thank you for tuning into our episode this week. We upload Mondays at 7 a.m. Eastern Time, and we'll see you next week. Bye
1: guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.